What's up, you guys? It's your boy, Mexipino Mendoza, and it's 2022. Happy New Year. We're going to get it started off right by doing a little recap for myself of uh, what 2021 was and a list 10 things that I learned in 2021. And you know, so start off with a little recap of uh, my New Year's Eve, what I did. I went with a good homegirl to see Dave Chappelle in Seattle, Washington, and it was amazing. So stay tuned. Hope you guys are ready for a good episode, man. It's episode number five. Let's go. What's up, you guys? Hey, happy new year. It is Thursday, January 6, 2022. Uh, I was going to record this on New Year's Day, like on January 1st or the 2nd, but with the way I think of things, man, a lot of people are just getting back into work. Everyone, again, went from like the maybe one week or two weeks of Christmas and New Year's, spending time with the family, uh, taking down the tree, taking pictures, eating and drinking and just enjoying life. You know what I mean? Like recapping the whole year, talking to your friends and family about how is 2021 to you? What did you do? What did you accomplish? You know, and you kind of just go into a retrospect of like how things were, right? So I thought, you know what? That week of Christmas, the day after Christmas to New Year's Eve, everyone's just, it's a, what's called a limbo week where people kind of aren't really paying attention to the news and political stories and like all this and that. People are just about family and friends and being in the house, being cozy, staying away from the sun, uh, the snow, the rain or wherever you live, right? And just enjoying time with the family, being with the kids, being with your, your parents or your best friends and just shooting the shit, you know what I mean? So I thought, you know, maybe right now is not the best time to put out a podcast episode, but I'd rather do it after uh, the beginning of the year and people are like starting to get back into the groove of things, getting back into their normal work schedule, driving to work and kind of going into traffic again and dealing with all this bullshit and got to drop the kids off at daycare or whatever, right? So now that people can kind of get back into the groove of things. Maybe we can get some podcast time in, you know. So, again, I appreciate anyone that is listening to this, whether I know you in real life or you follow me on my social medias, on Instagram or whatever. I appreciate y'all and thank you for just tuning in. All right. So let me start off before I get into the top 10 things that I learned in 2021. I want to recap my New Year's Eve. Why? Because it was Dave Chappelle. In Seattle, Washington, and I went with a very good friend of mine, Yesenia. All right, also my first ex-wife. All right, I'll say it here. All right, it's a very long story, but to anyone that is you know even caring about it, we're in a really good place. And the last seven plus years, we've done a lot of healing. Time has to heal wounds, and just being able to even be cordial enough and being like a legit platonic like friend and just having true love and appreciation around each other and not hate and just negative like energy and everything and just hoping you fucking you know i don't care about your life type of shit like no we legit still care about each other and it's all good we're fucking homies and you know what i was like i got this extra ticket for dave chappelle i introduced her to dave chappelle back in like 2012 so it was like you know what uh, who under uh, a short amount of time do I know could, uh, you know, go with me to see Dave Chappelle? I was going to take my nephew, but he had to take a, a few shots for his respiratory program and 
Sacramento, California. So I was like, all right, I got to reach out to someone close that I don't know who will appreciate Dave Chappelle as much as I do. So we went to, what was it called? This arena. <laughs> I can't even think of a name right now, but it was in Seattle. It was the Pledge Arena um, Theater. Pledge Arena, right? Pledge Arena is right by the Space Needle. The Needle was like two blocks away. Space Needle was right there. It was a little snow, a little dry ice, a little slippery. But we had an amazing time. We got there around. The show started at 9, but they didn't really start at 9. You know, it's color people time, black people time. <laughs> that shit started at like 9.45. All right, so we got there just around 9. It was hella traffic. Parking lot rates were like $40, $50 to park. I'm like, man, are you fucking dripping? Like, I pay no $50 to fucking park in a fucking parking lot. But then there was a parking garage for $40. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 less dollars, but I get it. I get it. It's Seattle on New Year's Eve. Everything, like rates and for hotels and parkings are always going to be hella high on New Year's. So, went there. And the thing I like and love about Dave Chappelle is the last five years. So I've seen Dave Chappelle four times in my life, right? I saw Dave Chappelle in Oakland and Sacramento, California in 2004 and 2005. Just after the Chappelle show season one and season two was a fucking hit. I was, you know, 20, 19 and 20 years old when I saw Dave Chappelle. For me, that was like the beginning of me getting into the world of liking comedy stand-up comedy at like 18 you know because the Chappelle show I was at Solano College in uh, Fairfield California and watching the Chappelle show was just amazing we we're talking about it in class I'm Rick James bitch what did the five fingers say to the face slap you know like been a fan of him saw him and uh, Joe Rogan August uh, was it July or August August 2019 uh, at the Tacoma Dome so New New Year's Eve. That was my fourth time seeing Dave Chappelle. It was amazing. Uh, what I love about it is that he makes the crowd check in, and everyone has to put their cell phone um, into a pouch, and they lock it. It's like the magnetized uh, lock. So that way, hopefully, 99% of the people can just enjoy the show. Don't be glued to your phone, swiping up, down, left, right, right? And you're just in the moment. You're gonna remember the show because you're not looking at your phone for the time checking your instagram checking your stupid tiktoks and snapchat and emails and facebook and instagram you're enjoying the fucking show all eyes are glued to the stage to the big screen and you're just absorbing comedy as it should in its raw form comedy humor let jokes fly it's just a fucking joke. Just enjoy it. They're saying shit that you can't say in public. Dave Chappelle's saying shit that you can't say at work or it's politically incorrect. Or he's within 20 seconds, he's talking about trans and shit, bro. It's like that shit was hilarious. He had one, he had two jokes that he didn't say in the closer special he has on uh, Netflix. And after the year that he had uh, with the cancel culture bullshit and the. You know, he's anti-LGBTQ, blah, 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 all that shit. Nah, if you watch his specials, if you watch any of his specials the last four years, you know he loves everybody. He's all about people. Yes, a lot of them are jokes. When people say that they can't, oh, he's transphobic. He said this about the LGBTQ, da, da, da. Okay, but he's made jokes about black people and Asian people and white people his whole career, just like every other comedian Taking little jabs, but they're jokes about stereotypical jokes 
you know, black people and this and that and third, or Chinese and the driving, being good at math, and white people always talking like this, and they eat apple pie, like, it's all the same shit, just, if you can't take a joke, then don't listen to comedy, and you're probably boring as fuck, so, it was an ama- amazing show, it was so fucking funny, laughing my ass off, it felt good to just be around people, For f- it was the only time probably in our lives for a very long time, for like three plus hours, no one had their cell phone. Yes, there were maybe a few people here that broke the pouches to record the night. I saw it on Instagram, but the majority of people, not, like 99% of people, did not have a phone out. It was locked up until we left the show. So it was cool, man, just trying to vibe with people, talk to people, you know, seeing like, hey, like, how long have you guys been a Dave Chappelle fan and, you know, shit like that. So it was awesome, and I appreciate it. It was just a fucking, the perfect way to get into the new year by watching Dave Chappelle. Um, the opener was Patton Oswald. <laughs> Patton Oswald, uh, in the early 2000s, he was, you know, he's a still a well-known actor, a comedian actor and all that. But uh, his his show, his stand-up was all right. I give it like a 7.5 out of 10. He said, he, he even said it was his first time doing an arena. He typically does like the LA shows with like 200 people or less in a little comedy club but the arena is a different crowd you kind of have to do your jokes a little slower with better timing because you got to wait for almost that echo of people to laugh with you and to understand your joke you can't just be talking hella fucking fast people aren't going to get your joke sometimes depending on the crowd but i digress it was awesome and i'll never forget it starting the new year right in the countdown to say like hey i went to see Dave Chappelle on New Year's Eve, and he did the countdown right into 2022, talking about all the shit, all the fucking political shit that you, you know, want to know his thoughts about. He talked about it. That shit was hilarious. And he may have a special coming out next year, and he might talk. Some of that shit that he talked about is going to be in it. So uh, definitely appreciative of that experience. All right. So with that being said, I'm going to dive into 10 things that I learned in 2021. They're not the top 10, but it's just 10 things that I just feel resonate with what I learned uh, in 2021. All right, so let's get started. So number one on this list is if you're in a committed relationship, you better be adding to it, not just taking from it, because it's not true love and happiness if one person is doing all the work while the other isn't willing to improve on their flaws, nor the betterment of the relationship. So that quote is legitimately my thought. Like all, all these quotes are either something that I've learned along the way from certain podcasts and philosophers and psychologists and doctors and, um, and philanthropists, but I'd like to take anything that I observe, absorb and learn and try to translate it into my own life and how I talk to people. So with this one, it's like relationships are our work, right? I'm 36 years old, divorce number two. I've probably fallen in love really mm, three times when I think about it. You know the whole saying, in life, you fall in love three times. The first time is, you know, that puppy love, it hurts. The second one is going to be a true love learning experience. That one's going to hurt. You know, you're going to learn a lot about yourself that one. Then the third one comes out of the blue, it's unplanned, it finds you, da-da-da, all that stuff, right, 
I say this because the last year in 2021, I've seen a lot of people go through a lot of breakups and makeups and relationship problems. And I'm not a guru. I'm not a fucking uh, couples counselor. <laughs> I don't have a, a master's degree in the relationships and whatnot, but I do got a couple of rings in the past, right? I've been engaged to three people, batting two for three, <laughs> but then over oh two and marriages so i i know what it takes to have a marriage when it's good i know when it's good and when things are bad i know i have to identify red flags from the jump and to have to be honest with yourself to identify those red flags to where you need to address them is very important so i say that if you're in a committed relationship you better be adding to it not just taking from it i say that because i've seen a lot of people around me whether they're from Washington or California, or even online. I see some shit online, eat my popcorn. I'm like, man, this shit is just rough. These people are going through all kinds of shit. They're putting this shit online. Any relationship that is going through ups and downs, there's something to where someone's not giving the proper, proper, proper effort or they're not talking about what's wrong because both people have pride or one person has too much pride or one person doesn't want to be the wrong person. They they don't want to be mean. They don't want to be the one that has to bring it up. Uh, nobody, somebody doesn't want drama. But at the end of the day, like, if two people are not willing to do more in the relationship to be happy together and in love, not just love the person, because anyone can love anybody, but to be in love with someone, that has to meet your criteria of what it means to you to be in love. Whether it's unconditional love or, you know, you do anything for this person and it brings you complete happiness, right? So if you're in a relationship, you got to do your part. It's work. I don't know if you all know that uh, Chris Tucker, uh, no, Chris Rock bit about tambourine, that one special he had a few, few years ago. Being in a marriage is like being a part of a band, all right? If you're in a band, you play the the fucking drums, you play the fucking drums. Don't try to play the guitar. Don't try to play the bass. If your role is to play the tambourine, play the tambourine. You know, if you are the guy and you, uh, or if you're, you're the woman and you're the stay-at-home mom, play the stay-at-home mom role because that's your role. If you didn't want that role, then you wouldn't be in that role. So, um, but if you know that you're a unit, a band, a, a marriage, a relationship, a family, you need to do your part to make the marriage work and do better. You don't want to be complacent because then you'll get bored with your marriage. So you have to also do your part. You you cannot just take from the relationship and reap all the benefits of like, oh, well, since my man does this, that, and the third, I can just do this and do that and be lazy and not do this and not do that because I got the ring or we're, we're, in, we're in the house and I'm, I'm good. I can live off of him, but just do this amount. No, you need to put in as much effort as you can that you are you know I'm not that you're willing to give but you you need to put in your part because if both people are putting the amount of effort that they can equally that's going to be better for the long run all right you want to work on your flaws you want to work on your insecurities right everyone is insecure about some shit right the older you become, like me, you go off of the energy and the betterment of the relationship. I always and only, I want to add to the, rela to the relationship. 
I never want to depend on a woman for me to be happy. That is my own battle, that my own responsibility to take care of my own happiness. A lot of people can attest to that. Your happiness is dependent upon you. If you need someone to complete your happiness, you're not fully mature yet. Those people that you meet that are successful, independent, got their own house, own car, pay for all their own shit, they don't need you to be happy. And they're happy with their life and they love where they're at and they love who they are and they're confident and they're successful. They can articulate. They just got their shit together, hopefully, for the most part, but they're doing it alone. Now, I just think if they met someone else that was like that, two people who have, two people who have their shit together, two people who have their financial responsibility intact they got their own car they got their own place they got their stuff they're mature they're intellectual like they're at a level where they're just happy in their fucking life and they meet each other oh then that's bound to like that's a setup for success but if you meet someone with hella baggage and hella trauma they're insecure they're hot-headed and they don't know how to deal with uh, this drama or this type of news and they don't know how to talk to people or talk to their boyfriend or girlfriend about this that and third but then you have a lot to work on yourself you have to be honest and transparent if you cannot go into a relationship honest and transparent about your own flaws but then also what you're good at and what you want to put into the relationship with your time and love and your and your and your effort if you're not willing to do that you're not willing to be in a committed relationship so if your goal is to be in a committed relationship you need to put in the work and you need to lay out those those kind of rules and goals and ambitions that you want for the relationship with the other person. Because if you don't, you just hide the shit under the inside, that's going to cause an argument down the road. So if you're not transparent about what your goals are for the relationship, hey, are we going to move in together? Are we going to, you know, have a baby together, uh, propose, get married, meet your family, meet my family? Are we going to travel together? Are we going to have joint bank accounts? Are we going to, um, you know, if I want to go to school here, would you support that? If I got a job up here or down there, would you support that? If I started doing this, because it's a goal of mine, or uh, I like to do this and I want to start a business, or I want to do spend more hours doing this a few times a week, you got to talk about that. If you don't effectively communicate with your significant other, you're going to have a bunch of stupid arguments that don't need to happen. All right. So, oh, that was a long one. <laughs> Number two, value experience over material things because you can always earn money and buy things, but you'll never get time back. Capture memories that will last forever and be something you can view decades from now and show to your family. So I say this because every time I come home, you know, I'm in the army. And I always come home around spring break, summer break, and Christmas time. And the last 10 years of my life, my nieces and my nephews, they all went from being two and three, you know, um, 13, 14 years old, to now they're all 10 to 24 years old. It's like, holy shit. You guys were young kids and babies, toddlers when I joined the army, and now... You guys are going to be in middle school and high school, going to drive a car soon. And my nephew, RJ, is going to graduate college like in, you know, spring semester. It's crazy. And every time I come home, I'd rather 
take them out to go do something social aside from going going to the mall you know buying them food and drinks and you know something from the store but like taking them to see like the the wonderland the winter wonderland in sacramento it was this kind of like a carnival in the christmas time with like the trees and the lights and everything like hey i got that uncle will take all of you guys out all 10 of y'all out we're gonna take two three cars and we're gonna just gonna have a good time don't worry about it uncle got you all right i got you i want to buy memories capture the memories instead of like just buying y'all a bunch of toys every like like christmas or giving you a gift card i'd rather buy you an experience that you're gonna re remember whether you, you know, hopefully we take a picture and capture it instead of buying you that little makeup kabuki brush or some fucking Ro Roblox toys or Minecraft uh, gift card to buy more skins and bullshit for your toys and games and all that. It's the experience because I remember as a kid, my uncle, I really think about it from the time I was in K to eighth grade. I only saw my uncle three times a year during the spring, summer and the winter. And my memories of him were always awesome because he always took us out to go eat somewhere. We swam in the pool. And I just remember experiences. I don't remember what he bought me. You know, I just remember how it made me feel. So if you can do that with your life, think about 2021. Think of all the people that you keep close to you, who you admire, value, and consider the experiences that you gained with them or that you uh, were able to go through with them and I promise you you'll appreciate your friends and family and who you keep close to your heart a lot more because you value the experience more than like you know what they not what they did for you because that can always mean something more but like what your friend bought you you know like your friend bought you lunch one time but it was like more than just buying you lunch it was buying you lunch because you had a hard breakup that week and they just wanted to talk to you and see how you were doing that where that feeling of like what you went through at that time, that's gonna to resonate a lot more. You you value the experience more than like the physical thing that was bought for you, right? Number three, learn to forgive yourself so that you can move on from your past failures, mistakes, and flaws. Because we are not defined by our failures, but rather how we react to it once it's impacted our journey of life. So I say this because for myself, um, I've gone through a lot of failures in my past, I've gone through a lot of ups and downs in the army and in college. So I feel like I've also lived like two lives from the time I was 18 to 24 and a half before the army. I lived a college life. Then 25 to 36 right now, I've lived an army life. And you're going to have your flaws. You're going to have your insecurities. You're going to um, make mistakes. You will make mistakes. You will fail at something. But you need to forgive yourself and not hold yourself back. Because if you always think about your flaws and you're always insecure, you're always down on yourself, you always don't believe in yourself, you're going to hold yourself back no matter what it is you're trying to achieve in life. No matter what goal, what career path, no matter where you're trying to progress in life, if you do not forgive yourself, like, hey, I messed up, but I need to move on from this and become a better person. And what I did in the past is not who I am. It's who I was, but I've forgiven myself and I'm going to redefine who I am based off of how I react because of what happened to me. Bad things will happen to everyone. Everyone will go through something bad in their life. Everyone will go through a fuck up, a breakup, 
a lapse of judgment, a failure attempt at something. You're going to try to get promoted at work and you took a test and you failed it. You know, I know a lot of people who are in college right now, they failed the test, but then they got to retake it. They had to forgive themselves. Hey, accept it, move on from it. Now I got friends who are EMTs and work at the fire department. I got friends who got a promotion at their job at the hospital or for the state. You know, I had a friend who took the real estate exam in Atlanta, Georgia. Love you, homie. Uh, <laughs> amiga, uh, bonita. Uh, people may have to re- retake a test two, three times, you know? You, you never know. You never know what you're capable of if you just accept your failure but move on from it. All right? So always remember, whenever you fail, because you will fail, you will suck at something, you need to fail forward. Learn from the experience. There's a big, uh, there's a good book, uh, John C. Maxwell, Failing Forward. Look it up. Failing Forward, the book. It's on Amazon. I have it somewhere in my library over here. I read the book like two or three times in the last, you know, eight years. It's a really good book. Failing Forward. Knowing what to do, how to hold yourself together whenever you fail something. You fail at a test, you fail at something. As long as you fail forward it's not you know you get knocked down eight times you get back up nine get back up nine because you're not dead you're here you woke up god ain't done with you yet so forgive yourself move on all right is this number four (laughs) yeah number four you're the average of the five closest people you talk and value the most this may may not be a great thing but this is definitely show shows you but this definitely shows you where your mindset is at and what path you may be going to become who you're truly meant to be. That was uh, a summary of that Jim Rohn quote. You're the average of the five people around you. You know, um, I can tell who you are by the company that you keep. The whole saying of like, show me your friends. I can show you who you are. Quote. You really think about that. I've said this quote to my friends over the last 10 years for a long time. You're the average of the five people you hold closest to you. And everyone's like, yeah, I, actually that kind of makes sense. So you think about it, right? The whole saying like, if you're around, if the only five people that you talk to every day and you keep close to your heart and your phone and you call them and you talk to them all the time and they're all millionaires, you're probably going to be that six one because that's who, who you only hang around with, right? If you're around five people who are just into drugs and are lazy they live off the government and they're just you know don't work don't have a car don't have car insurance don't, like all this other na- like just negative shit they live on the streets you're probably person number six that lives like that you're around five people that are trying to do well in life trying to improve on their lives they're all in college they're all doing something they're all working a job or two and working late nights they're all trying to grind and learn more you're probably that sixth type of person. You're the average of them. Probably doing the same thing. You're around people that work out a lot. They're in martial arts. They're in dancing or music. They're all singers. They're all producers. They're all lawyers. They're all doctors or nurses. Whoever you are around and there's five people, you hold, you're around them all the time. You're probably just like them to a point. To a point. Your personality is of, in and of itself. But for the most part, the values and like the work ethic... It's probably similar because that's what your energy is drawn to, all right? So 
always consider like who you talk to on a day-to-day basis because uh, you're probably just like them. The whole thing, I don't know where I'm going with this, almost like a side rant, but whoever your friends are at the moment, they may come and go. They may be a chapter in your life, but if you look at the five people that you hold close to your heart, you talk to them, you, you confide into them, you're probably real similar in the way that you guys think. All right, so number five, consistency will always be key and the foundation in which you eventually become good and even great at when pursuing your goals. So with this being said, we just we must embrace the journey rather than the destination of the goal because who you become throughout the journey is what's most important. So I say that because I've had a, probably a dozen plus friends reach out to me in the last year about, you know, I'm trying to lose weight and like, you know, my weight won't change and I try to eat right. I went on this diet. I went on that diet. And then this came up and then that came up. Birthday party, a cheat meal here and there. And it's just so hard to be consistent. It's like almost um, degrading. Like it, it doesn't really inspire you when you you don't see your weight change, you know. So I try to tell people this too. They're like, how did you do it? How did you lose all this weight uh, throughout the last year? consistency you know trying to stick to a diet or just a meal plan that works for you you ain't got to go on some keto diet low carb diet atkins or paleo or vegan or um intermittent type of fasting if or omad one meal a day you know or you fast 16 hours eat eight hours a day some of those are hard for people not everyone can just do those so that thing that i always tell people is just be consistent eat healthier you know have Lower sugar, lower carb options. Try not to eat fast food. Try no more than once a week. And if you do, try to make it a healthier option. Instead of having a Coke, have a Diet Coke. Instead of a Gatorade with all the sugar, have a Gatorade Zero. You know, have Stevia instead of sugar. Just make choices, but make consistent food choices for yourself if that's one of one of your goals. If your goal is to work out more, just be consistent. Make a goal that's not as hard to achieve. Like, I want to work out 30 minutes, three times a week. Okay, set your time for that. Set out part of your day. Make the schedule. Make it a part of your day. Schedule that time to work out indoors, outdoors, in your garage, at the gym. Do it straight after work so you don't have no fucking excuse. Like, all right, babe, I'm going to be home 45 minutes more later than I typically am because I'm going to go work out at the gym for a half hour. Cool, but do it. Hold yourself accountable and be consistent. No matter what your goal is, it can be, I want to read a book 10 minutes a day. That's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm on day three. I read at least 10 minutes a day for the whole year. <laughs> in, in 100 days, I'm going to read a lot. If I can read 10 pages a day in 100 days, that's 1,000 pages of a book. That's probably three or four books right there. So we'll see. I'm reading Jim Quick right now, uh, Limitless by Jim Quick. And it's a good book. I think I'm on page like 65 right now. So 10 pages a day. We'll see how it goes. All right. This is uh, number six. No, number six. All right. Learn to put the phone and electronics down sometimes. Being able to decompress through meditation, reading a book, listening to music, running errands, doing chores, having coffee or lunch with a friend or sibling. Playing with your kids without being glued to your phone, double tapping, liking, commenting, swiping up, down, left, 
especially right for you single people just swiping right on fucking tinder and all that shit can be sensory overload just enjoy being in the moment i know it's very hard to not be glued to your phone because people are like oh well i use my phone for my calendar it's my agenda i plan my day i get it so if your whole goal is to like be very organized with your phone hey more co- more more kudos to you because i even use my phone uh, my email my gmail my calendar i put re- reminders in my phone like if you know I'm doing too much in one day, my phone's going to help me remember it, so, um, but sometimes you got to learn to put the phone down, I tell my soldiers this, hey, when we're at work, unless it's like you text somebody, you're calling somebody, that makes sense, but if it's between like the hours of like 9 to lunch and after lunch to whenever we're off work, please do not, you better not be on fucking TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, because if you're on Instagram scrolling up or swiping right on Tinder while we're at work, that means, one, you're not doing something. You're not being proactive. You're not doing your job. Or we put something out and you're not doing something. Be proactive. Be active at work. Who cares about a tweet from Kanye West at 3 p.m.? Do your job. Be with the soldiers. Learn with them. Teach them. Hey, you know what? I'm doing this, but once I'm done with this, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to show you something. And I think that applies to, but just also being with, once you get home, like, you don't need to be glued to your phone. I mean, yes, I get it. Have that little, maybe, hey, babe, I'm going to be on my phone for, like, 20 minutes. I'm going to check the news, check, you know, some shit, look at some sweet memes or some stories, some stupid shit. That's all good. But just don't be so glued to it where you need to depend on your phone all day and night. You got to charge your phone all the time because you're just always on, on your phone. Don't be completely addicted to your phone because you don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> all right? Too much overload, all right? Number seven, learn time management because being able to plan and direct your daily life will allow you to focus on specific responsibilities and goals you have for yourself. This will make you become more efficient and available to even accomplish more things in a given day. It's okay to have a routine. Again, consistency is key. So along with consistency, time management, all right? I'll be very short about this part. I tell my soldiers, you can ask any of my soldiers the last three, four years. I've said this for a long time. 60 minutes is 4% of your day. 30 minutes is 2% of your day. All right. 15 minutes is 1% of your fucking day. For 15 minutes, for 1% of your day, you can read a book. For For 1% of your day, you can clean your clothes, clean the kitchen, do your laundry, you know, vacuum the fucking house, clean the bathroom. Take out the trash. 1% of your day. You can do that every day. It's 1% of your day. You can meditate. You can pray. You can work out for 2% of your day. 4%. (laughs) What's 4% of your day? You can watch Netflix for three hours straight, but you can't go to the gym for one hour? Bullshit. It's priorities. So whatever your whole priorities and time management is, if you want to meal prep, sometimes it takes me an hour and a half beginning to end to cook bunch of food for myself sometimes but now i've done it to where i can get it done in under an hour but that's just me time management make a block time to do something you want to take your dog for a walk and then do it in the morning after work at night you want to play play with your kid you want to teach them sign language or you know foreign language or teach them how to dance or do music Make that time. Like, all right, from 7 to 8, I'm putting everything away. It's just me and my kid for one hour. I'm all dad, you know, or 
whatever. From 8 to 9, I'm with my girl, my homie, or whatever. All my time is devoted to them. My time is your time. All right? Just consider your day. If you have to plan things out, get an agenda. Get a planner. Put it in your phone, a calendar. It's okay to plan your day. You don't have to be a robot, but it's okay to have a routine for the morning and after work and at night because time is valuable. Time is something we can never get back. So plan your day accordingly so you can get the most out of it. All right, number eight, respect and love yourself enough to never be manipulated again. Know how valuable your time, love, and energy is worth because the way you respect yourself gives people a sign of how to treat and respect you back. Respect is deep-rooted in trust and should always be valued in friendship in any kind of relationship. So I say that because 2021, I've seen a lot of people stay in relationships that they should not be in. They stay in it because of the kids. They stay in it because, you know, if that person, if they were to break up, they might be moving in back in with their mom and dad. Or they're going to be lost and emotional and lost and just don't know what to do with their lives. But if you're in a relationship, know to respect and love yourself to not be manipulated again. Because some people, I've seen this a lot, especially with in the army, I see a bunch of my friends, they are in toxic-ass relationships. They should not be in them, but they still put up with it. Like, why? So your mental health, like, what's your mental health worth to you? What's your self-worth and mental health worth to you? If it means... I'd rather be in a toxic relationship that I'm just going to not truly love being in versus like being single, independent. Shit, you might have more money in your bank account because you are single. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I am right now and I know other people. Sometimes being in a relationship can cause you to be less than what you could be. And the whole saying, if I got to be less to make to be happy with you, then I'm gonna quit on you. I'm that's gonna fail. But if I'm if I'm more, if I'm living to my potential and I'm with you, not because of you, but I'm with you at my full potential, then that's gonna be good because then I'm not gonna give up on my dream. If I if I don't give up on my dream and I live my dream and I'm with you, then I'm taking you with me. You know, we're gonna add to each other. On the other note, <laughs> don't stay in a relationship that you know deep in, deep in your heart may not last for the long run. I say that because, trust me, I've been in over 12 relationships that I thought could have been something, and only three of them were actually worth while, actually more than, you know, a year, where I lived with them or, you know, we did a lot more than just date. <laughs> it was a committed relationship where we talked about our future, our goals, and what we wanted within the relationship, all right? This is what, number nine? Don't judge people you don't know. Judging people in a negative way without truly knowing them is a more is more of a reflection on you as a person and possibly how insecure you are about other areas that you lack in your own life. And but simultaneously, this can be a reflection of how much you respect a person that you value, identify with, and possibly support a lifestyle that you admire. So I say that because I was having this talk with a few friends, Christina, my homie, um, especially with social media and Instagram, we tend to judge people based off of like the outcome. Like we judge people based off of their Instagram page. People don't even know us, you know, 
even people that may know us in real life may not not even know us completely. You know me because what I share something about my family on my personal Instagram page once a week. <laughs> you think you know me? You don't know me. <laughs> or I share a little thing on my story or my workouts or my food. You think you know how I eat because I share what I ate for lunch today. That was one meal of six meals. You don't know me, you know. Or you see that I'm uh, my friends are in great shape right now. You think you know them. Oh, he's probably an asshole or she's she's all strong now. She thinks she's just the shit. She's probably a bitch with all her makeup and this, that, and third. Trying to wear tight clothes and show off her body. You don't fucking know her. I promise you. Promise you that you don't know her. You promise you that you don't know us. A lot of us are good people. You just maybe judge us in a negative light because it's a reflection of how unhappy you are with your own life. For example, those people that hate on people online with uh, gym stuff. Oh, your form is bad. Your technique is bad. And then you look at who they are. You don't even work out. You work in an a office job. You hate your life. You're single. You don't even take care of yourself. You, like, don't judge. There's a saying. I forgot. I just read this quote. Oh, it's a Jordan Peterson quote. Um, don't go outside and judge the world before you... If you don't have your... If you don't make your bed and you don't clean your house... Don't go outside and judge people yet. <laughs> Just kind of saying like, people who judge people do it from a glass house. Oh, because since you don't know me, you're on your keyboard, you're on your smartphone, you just judge me that your life is perfect. Oh yeah, this guy, he thinks he's all big and bad and tough and da-da-da. He thinks he's eating right. He, like he's some fucking nutritionist, diet, dietitian. Like he's not a bodybuilder. He's he's kind of buff, but he ain't, he ain't all that. That's a reflection of how you feel about yourself. <laughs> At the reflection of how maybe how much you're hating on me because I'm achieving my goals and I'm in my journey and you're hating on my journey. Why are you hating on someone's journey? Why are you hating on people that lose hella weight or they got their second degree or they got promoted to this rank or they got a promotion and now they're making six figures and they bought a Tesla. They bought their second Benz. They bought their second boat or you know what I mean? Oh man, he's some rich fucking asshole. He thinks he has all that shit, da, da, da. Yeah, he's worked for it. You don't know him. You don't know her. People work hard for this shit. Instagram is just the highlight of our life, right? It's just a fraction of what we actually do and are. Some people don't even post. My I have my best friend back home, he doesn't even have Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok. He is a loving father. His baby is two years old now. He's not even on that shit. He's on Facebook. He'll share stories, but like... He's not even on that, but you would almost never know who he was, but he's an amazing person, has a great life, great house, wife, kid, cars, a family, the whole shebang, everything. I envy him, you know? Don't judge people that you don't know. If you want to judge them, get to know them and be their best friend. Then maybe God will be like, you know what? What's your opinion? <laughs> All right. All right. Number 10, the last one. Goals without action are just dreams. If you aren't willing to put in the work towards your dream, then don't don't complain to others like you're giving it your all because you're not. Your goals absolutely require dedication, devotion, and discipline. And without discipline, you'll hold yourself back. This is kind of going into what I was learning from Jim Quick Limitless, like dedication, devotion, and discipline um, are absolutely needed. They're required to do a lot of things. Like accomplishing goals. Um, one thing that I related to my soldiers the last year, last three, four years, ever since Korea, like I just had a little bit of a mind shift change, paradigm shift of like, guys, 
Make goals for yourself. I say this because who you were a year ago, you should not be that person. Who you were two years ago, you should not be that person. You've had every year to improve on yourself at least 1% a day, right? You know the whole saying? If you're 1% better than you were from yesterday, over the course of 12 months, you are actually mathematically 37% more efficient than you were a year ago. So improve on yourself. Even if that means from yesterday, today you do something just 1% more better than the last day, good. Keep doing that. Make it a goal. Hey, like I try to push to my soldiers in the every type of counseling, like every month I give them one. What's your goal for the next 30 days, 90 days, 180 days? So one month, three months, six months. What are your goals? You want to lose weight, save money, get promoted, go to the board, learn more about your job, get picked to do this exercise. You, you want to go to Guam, Hawaii, this and third. Then write down your goal. Physically write down your goal and tell yourself the goal. Pin it to your bathroom. Look at it every day and then associate with it and look at what you have to do to accomplish that goal. If your goal is to save up $1,000 in the next six months, then take six months. Take 1000 to divide it by six. That's how much it is per day. Divide that by, you know, uh, per month and then... Every month, just save that that amount of money. Make a goal and achieve it. <laughs> so if you just have a goal, like me, my goal is to get out of the army, start a business with food catering and the meal prepping and the gym, the fitness industry, and eventually a food truck. But without action, it's just a fucking dream. That goal is just a dream. So my goal is to get out the army. I'm going to get out the army within six weeks. Like I am pushing the paperwork. The catering, the business, the the LLC, working with the, this woman at the community rec center where I live by, working for her in, in the kitchen. We're in the talks about it. Like, hey, this month, I'm going to come down and we're going to work out the contract. You got to put your goals into action or else it's just a dream. You can dream about being a millionaire, dreaming about trying to lose weight or have a business or have a wife and kids one day. But if you don't do the action, the work required to accomplish it, it's just a dream. You can dream about a dream girl all day, but if you don't put yourself out there, talk to people, how are you ever going to get that dream girl if you don't ever put yourself out there? How are you ever going to um, be able to buy that car that you want if you don't save money, if you don't get promoted in your job, you don't learn how to watch what you spend, you know, learn to save. If you don't save, then you can't get the things that you truly want. You know, you want to be a good dad, then put take the time to be a good dad, bond with your child. For at least one hour every single day or something. You know, that's for, again, that's 4% of your day. Whatever your goals are, whatever your goals are, you got to put them into action. Take your goal, back, backwards plan. Like, hey, my goal is to do this in one month. Okay, what do you need to do to get that job, to get that goal done? Well, I need to do A, B, C, D, and E. Okay, do it. Start with step one and then step two and so on and so forth. So... Hope this helps. Um, what are we, 36 minutes in? Again, those were just 10 things that I learned throughout the year because I was talking to a lot of my friends from back home and around the world, talking with my soldiers the last year, and these were just 10 things that I thought would resonate with a lot of people because a lot of y'all are reaching out to me and we're having these talks like almost every week. I get a, a DM, a text message on Facebook or Instagram, hey man, like, boy, what do you think about this? Or, hey, I'm going through this with my girl, or this, that, and the third. 
Or, you know, I'm not happy with this. How can I improve on this? Hey, Sergeant, um, I've been going through this. What, what can you tell me about, you know, this, that, and third? And so I think these 10 quotes, these 10 things that I learned in 2021 will pretty much uh, resonate with at least one of y'all out there. No matter what your goal is, your status in your life, and what you're going through, the good, the bad, the sad, the great, the failures, it's going to resonate with you because it's, it's resonated with me. I thought about this January 1st, the day that I woke up, January 1st, I thought about all of these 10 things on my drive home. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that like, these were just thoughts in my head, but these are just thoughts. These are also thoughts that I've had with other people. These are conversation pieces that I've had with my friends, with you guys. These are conversations that I've had with y'all and it applies to you guys, it applies to me. So let me know what you guys think reply to me on my instagram or reply to this on the spotify i'm gonna put a, a question in there if you're on the spotify app i'm gonna ask you guys what you guys think of this please let me know i would love your feedback again i appreciate all of you guys i've had 60 plays now on my podcast episodes so whoever you guys are i love y'all i appreciate y'all thank you for listening to me ramble for 40 minutes uh, hopefully this, this helped your drive to or from work or on your you're on your lunch break uh, you know a little bit more about me. This is how I am. This is how I talk. These are my thoughts. <laughs> Try to focus them so it's, they're not on a, a rant, right? Not a scatterbrained person, but uh, just try to give you guys the authentic me, all right? So stay tuned until next time. I got some more fitness stuff. Um, just stay tuned, all right? I appreciate y'all. Have a good day. Stay blessed and take care out there. Peace.